1: This is Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. I'm Laura Sassi, and I confess, I've gotten really lazy about seeking out romance. I guess I'm not so secretly hoping someone will just magically appear in my life.
2: A myth that a lot of us carry is that we're born just knowing how to attract people. This should just be easy. We can meet someone anywhere we go. And what we fail to acknowledge in that line of thinking is that that human interaction for dating specifically is learned. It is learned. And the more we practice it, the better we get at it.
1: That's Damona Hoffman. She's a longtime dating coach, and she has a new book out. It details her practical and optimistic approach to helping people who want to couple up. Simona is sharing her insights. Plus, we'll hear listener stories about the search for love. That's all on this episode, Dating in Real Life. When it comes to finding a romantic partner, I've sometimes turned to the woo-woo, like that time when I asked a needle chart reader on this podcast to figure out if love is in the stars for me and my coronavirus lockdown crush, actor Colin Firth. Guess what? Turns out I am as astrologically compatible with Colin as I am with my ex husband, eighty three percent.
3: Anytime you get anything over seventy <laughs> percent feel feel fortunate. And oh. if you get in the if you get in the eighties, then you have a, a chance to even reach the 90s. But if you start in the 90s percentiles, then you're really one of the fortunate ones that the universe and the stars and the charts have smiled upon.
1: Just the other day, I got tempted when a former coworker told me about soulmatesketch.com. For $29.95, all I have to do is reveal some personal information over the internet. And presto, I get a detailed description of my soulmate, along with a drawing of his actual face, I guess so I can pick him out in a crowd. Speaking of soulmates, have you heard about twin flames? Now, if I understand the theory correctly, each one of us has only half of a soul. The other half is living inside someone else out there in this big old world. All we have to do once we find them is convince them of this inevitability, even if they're already partnered, even if it requires stalking that leads to a restraining order. That's what happened to the woman who was convinced her twin flame is actor Ryan Gosling.
2: I definitely do not believe that there is one needle in a haystack, one perfect person that is predestined for you that is somewhere on this planet (laughs) Searching to be reunited with their twin flame. Like that to me, that feels like storytelling, right? I am Damona Hoffman. I am a certified dating coach. I've been coaching people on how to find love online and offline for 17 years. And my new book is called F the Fairy Tale. Rewrite the dating
1: myths and live your own love story. Okay, what a great title. Thank you. And I think it's interesting that your book came out at a time when The Golden Bachelor has gotten so much press. And what I have found surprising is that it seems to me that people are more inclined to believe in fairy tale romances (laughs) when older people are involved, instead of realizing, from my perspective, that forming new romantic relationships is probably more complicated at this stage of life. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I have a
2: lot of thoughts <laughs> on The Bachelor and rom-coms and fairy tales and how they really set our expectations up all wrong for relationships. And I know why we want to believe it. And I, I'm thrilled also that, that, and I come from mainstream media, that's my original background was as a casting director. And that's what got me into writing dating profiles because uh, I would teach actors about having headshots that would stand out. And a headshot is to a dating profile photo what a first date is to an audition. So um, I have lived in the world of media for a very long time, and we have been saying people want to see themselves reflected on TV. And I have had many clients that are dating over 50, over 60, over 70 that are like, where are the dating shows for me? So, I like the the golden I like the golden part <laughs> of The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> I'll leave everything else
1: though. <laughs> so, your book is for singles of all ages, but for this conversation, of course, we're going to be focused on older singles. And we last spoke, I think it was in was it in 2021 or 2022? So yeah. I can't remember when. However, Not much has changed in my personal life. Um, And I think I represent a lot of older people when I say I'm not currently dating, mainly because I'm fine on my own, but also because the process seems really daunting. Going online seems like a lot of time and energy with sporadic results. I'd just like to live my life and meet someone organically. So is there anything wrong with this mindset? (laughs) Knowing the answer because I read your
2: book. (laughs) I was going to say, Laura, I feel like you're leading the witness here. Look, (laughs) nothing is wrong. I don't want to tell anybody that what they think and feel about dating right now is wrong. However, I do want to inspire people. And I want to acknowledge what you're feeling, the amount of time and effort and work I can use the W word. Work that yeah. does go into the dating process today, um, that is real. That is re- real, and it's creating a lot of dating fatigue. However, <laughs> I do see a lot more opportunity, and particularly, I do see more opportunity for older singles than really ever before in history, and. I I feel like your dating app has to be a part of your dating portfolio because it takes actually a lot more work to meet someone out in the wild IRL but just the availability of just having access to so many people in so many different worlds too like your your dating pool is expanded from your backyard your community to anywhere in the world yeah I think that's a really great thing but that's said, there are some pitfalls and challenges uh for singles
1: over 50. Yeah. Um so can't, I don't know what I don't want there's so much I want to talk to you about. Um let's talk about the myths first. You discuss some myths in your book.
2: Yes, I identified the four biggest dating myths. But believe me Laura, I wanted to have <laughs> I wanted to have 20 myths. <laughs> and my editor was like, <laughs> "Can you narrow it down?" Okay. The way I work with clients, I it, I kind of see dating as a continuum. And it's, it's a process that you kind of wash, rinse, and repeat until you get to the result that you're looking for. And I identified the myth that governs each phase of the dating process. So you mentioned the list myth. That really comes up in that pre-dating phase, in the mindset phase. I'm thinking about dating. I'd like to have someone in my life. I'm considering going on dating apps. I want to meet someone in the real world. How do I even do this? And that's where when I when clients come to me and I say, okay, well, let's let's figure out how to do this. What are you looking for? They either will tell me I'll know it when I see it. (laughs) And if you (laughs) haven't seen it yet, maybe you don't know it (laughs) or they will have a list a mile long that is completely unrealistic or they'll hand me the same list that my 10 prior clients handed me, Mm. thinking that it is a unique list, thinking that they'd really spent time developing the list for themselves. And what I can see from my vantage point is that their list is really being dictated by our societal beliefs, by our families of origin, by so many things that we consume, by the rom-coms and the fairy tales. And what I want people to do when they're in that mindset phase of dating, is to get underneath all of the things on the list and really drill down to the why. What is what is behind each of those choices, and figure out is that really ultimately what you want, or is that what you think you can get, what society has told you you should have, or what somebody else wants that doesn't even actually equate to your relationship goals.
1: I think some older people might say, you know, I've had a relationship before. I'm happily living by myself. And so I want to create this list because I know exactly what I want. I have all these years of experience behind me.
2: I'm not going to knock anyone that has really taken the time to think about what goes on this list. But in my experience, a lot of times people haven't thought about that list, or that's the same list that they had 20 years ago, Mm. and maybe it doesn't apply to dating today. It's helpful to really identify the three must-haves, the three most important must-haves, and the one deal-breaker. And what is actually a (laughs) deal-breaker? You know, we're always looking for red flags and deal-breakers. What happens if
1: we reframe that and we start looking for more green flags? Okay. The rules myth, what is that?
2: That's where The Bachelor comes in. You know? <laughs> That's seeing the, uh, dating as a game to be won or played, you know, looking for the shortcuts. If I do X, he'll do Y. It's not a game. Dating is not a game. It's a dance. Yeah. It's a dance, sh- surely. <laughs> but it, it's it's not a game and there are no shortcuts Believe me, if my book could be all shortcuts and I could just hand it to every single person and they're like, oh, perfect, (laughs) and they meet their person tomorrow, that would be amazing. But when we're talking about human interaction and human behavior, I really believe in slow love and you have to walk through all the steps. Slow love. Can you define that? Slow love really means taking the time to see who a person is and see how well you are aligned on the four pillars. So the we talked about the the myths, but I identify that there's sort of an antidote to all of the myths that we've come to believe and through my work with clients and the successful couples that I have seen emerge into the world I found that there were four pillars of long-term compatibility that were present every time. And the antidote to the list myth is having shared goals for the future. And that's why sometimes people don't take the time to figure that out. And then you end up six months, 12 months, two years down the line. And you're like, oh, we're traveling completely different paths here. So we need to front load the goals and really hear people when they let us know where they're at and then the other part is the values that's really the antidote to the the rules myth of not playing the game but really seeing who's in alignment with you in the way they look at the world and the way they live their life
3: hello my name is holly I really love your show. I think it is very entertaining as well as being full of great insights. I'm 67 years old. I was married for 45 years and separated only about eight months ago. I would be divorced, but our financial advisor advises strongly against it. As long as we can tolerate the situation and so far that is working out because we live in separate states and we are switching off between our permanent home and our vacation home. I went online, dating online within six months and found someone right away. I was out of state at the time and so we didn't meet for almost six weeks but we talked on the phone for hours every single day and really, really hit it off, and I was thrilled. Uh, When we finally met, I was very attracted to him physically, and he made me feel very sexy and pretty, and I'll admit, we hopped into bed on the first date. I hadn't had sex in over 20 years, and I admit I really needed it. He was a very attentive lover, but during pillow talk, he started talking politics. It turns out he voted for Trump and is very right wing, and I am very liberal, so that was my first red flag. And then it seems that he's kind of a bully and simply could not retain anything I told him about my life, about my volunteer work, about my grandkids, and he couldn't remember their names, much less even whether they were boys or girls, even though I had told him, shown him very many pictures of my grandkids. So I went back online dating. I put up a very detailed profile with good, clear pictures, some of them with me doing my favorite hobbies, full-length poses, Filling out all the personality questions and the hobby questions. And out of the last 40 men who have messaged me with more than just a smile, only one of 40 has been real. The con games being perpetrated by these men are quite elaborate. One person sent me a phony Facebook profile and a link to his employment Website which had him pictured as the CEO. That wasn't real. And several others have said that they're from the Netherlands. Why the Netherlands? I don't know. But they say don't be surprised if they have an accent when we speak. I have spoken to two of them on the phone. I use a phony phone number, and it rolls over to my real number, so no one knows my real phone number. And when we speak, they can't pronounce the name of the city that they say they live in. And it just goes on and on, 39 in a row. And I just wonder, does this happen to everyone? Is this common? Um it's very discouraging, very disheartening. I'm pretty much giving up at this point. I have been told I'm a reasonably attractive person, so I don't know why I am not attracting anyone real on these dating websites.
1: Instant chemistry. Online dating. We're exploring that and more with Damona Hoffman. That's after the break. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code datingwhilegray at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. For me, getting back out there means sprucing up my date night wardrobe, but I don't necessarily want to have a lot of extra stuff to hang on to. That's why I was happy to find out about Armoire. It's a clothing rental service, and it really takes away the stress about what to wear. For a monthly fee. Members get access to high-quality designer clothing for any occasion. Just take a five-minute style quiz to get suggestions, and then pick what you want. The clothes arrive in as little as two days. One of the items I chose is a green v-neck wrap dress that works for both business and pleasure. And here's one thing I really love. Armoire is women-founded and women-led. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month, that's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash That is armoire.style. A R M O I R E.style slash to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. With the seasons changing and some fun getaways on my calendar, I want to spruce up my warm weather wardrobe. That's why I'm happy I found Quince. Quince offers clothing and accessories for women and also men, even kids and babies. Plus, Quince has housewares like organic duvet covers and shams and so much more. Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's because Quince partners directly with top factories. They cut out the middleman and pass the savings on to customers like me and you. Quince works only with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing processes, along with premium fabrics and finishes. What's not to love about that? So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's com slash gray to get free shipping and 365-day returns. quince.com slash One of the myths that you say is a chemistry myth And I have a problem with this. (laughs) Helen Fisher, I've interviewed her for the podcast, and you have um, information from her in your book. And she talks about how, generally speaking, heterosexual women can let attraction grow. They don't need that instant chemistry to be able to get to know someone. But men, heterosexual men, need some sort of physical attraction in order to grow a relationship. So I think when you're talking about a chemistry myth, let's address our conversation to heterosexual men. I just want to clarify, Laura, that when I'm saying
2: chemistry is a myth, it's not that I don't believe you should have physical attraction. There has to be some level of physical attraction. I just don't feel like when you you feel those butterflies when you're weak in the knees and i work with men and women i work with i work with lgbtq singles um and i can say that yes what you said is exactly right if 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 a man does not find his match attractive physically he will not be investing in the relationship growing right um however it's kind of based on the the idea that you're not even going to be on that date if there isn't some level of physical attraction. So the chemistry myth is what governs the the actual date when you actually meet. And I see too many times that people are looking for this spark. They're looking for this, quote, magic to happen the first time they meet someone. And a lot of folks after the first date are throwing in the towel saying, well, I didn't feel anything. So, you know, just forget it. But so many times on those first dates, we have nerves, we have expectations. There's a lot that's competing for our uh, um, emotional and, you know, mental and physical bandwidth. And a credit to Dr. Helen Fisher, because she really coined the term slow love and slow dating. Can you see what happens if you let curiosity drive those first few dates as opposed to chemistry? I'm curious about this person. I want to know more about this person. I want to spend more time with this person, and then let that chemistry develop. By the third date, I say if it's if you don't if you're not, what would it be like to kiss this person? Or you know, you're not having those thoughts by the third date, then it's probably not a future relationship. But could we just space out that interaction a little bit more
1: and give the the true deeper chemistry time to develop? Okay, so you mentioned three dates. Your three date rule is different from what I've heard a lot of people quote me as a three-day rule. So explain your definition of the three-date rule.
2: I just say in those first three dates, all you need to know is that you're curious enough about that person to spend one more hour with them. Don't start thinking about, well how 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 is this going to play out in the future? well, they have grown children and I don't really want to have any children in my life. Or, well, they live in this location and I'm over here. We get so far ahead of ourselves and we need to just stay in the moment, those first three dates. If by the third date, you're not feeling some romantic spark, then maybe that's your friend or maybe that's somebody else's match. Okay, But give it that time. But I want to hear... I want to hear your your three days.
1: Oh, well, I only somebody schooled me (laughs) this during season one, because I always thought, too, by the third date, if you haven't felt that spark, move on. But he's like, no, if you're not sleeping together by the third date, move on. What he told me was that he had read this in some men's magazine. So apparently that is what's being put out there. Excuse the pun, put out.
4: But um.
2: <laughs> I love the pun, actually. Yeah, I mean, of course, you're. This is this, and at the fairy tale, and my guidelines are developed over the seventeen years that I've been coaching singles. This is what I've consistently seen be sort of the decision point between is this moving forward or is this fizzling out. Sure, you're going to hear different rules, different guidelines from any person that you speak to, and. I'm not the kind of dating expert who's going to say, oh, you can't sleep with each other until X date. Or if you haven't slept with each other by this date, I really actually kind of separate the physical relationship from the emotional relationship development. Um, and, you know, if there's, there's any criticism about the book, I don't really talk about the sexual relationship. There's a lot of great sex experts out there that, that do that. Um, uh, but I'm really interested in the emotional development of long-term relationships. Whatever your relationship goal is, I do find for a lot of older singles, it's different than for, you know, a, a 30-something woman is going to come to me with plans for marriage, kids, uh, you know, the uh, the picket fence, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes older singles say, well, I don't even want to live with somebody. I don't want to get married again. I, I just want companionship. And that's fine, too. All answers are correct.
4: Hi, Laura. I've really enjoyed your podcast these past few seasons and have learned a lot by listening and uh, just wanted to share my story a little bit. I'm in my mid-50s and been divorced for about five years now. And I had kids later in life and I have um, post-divorce, have part-time custody of a middle school School daughter and another daughter in her last year of high school, and then uh, a twenty-something son who I guess is kind of on his own, but uh, starting into military training. Uh, as far as my dating experience, uh, I dated uh, a lovely lady who was in her later forties, and her kids, of course, were out of the, the house as, as most uh, that age range are. Uh, so she didn't have any kids, and even though we really seemed to click, she really did not want to be known, end up being known as the quote, quote, evil stepmother or a stepmother at all. And understandably, she wanted a a partner who had greater dating travel flexibility than I could give. Just seems like the type of person, uh, you know, who I'd be interested in would be close to my age. has already been there, done that with children is not interested in raising any more kids. And so for now, I've decided to sit on the dating sidelines and just focus on raising my own.
2: There's a lot of reliance on dating apps right now, and I'm a big fan of dating apps. That's how I met my husband. It's
1: how the majority of my clients have met. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you're a fan of online dating, and I did want to talk about that because, as I said earlier, a lot of us have tried it and have had very mixed results and it just is, you know, I just got an email the other day from a woman who said, you know, I hear about all these people on your show and, you know, they're meeting people and it's not working out. She goes, I can't even get any action online at all. Nobody's even responding to her. What would you say to someone like this who wants to date but just is not finding the apps are working for them?
2: Well, the dating apps are tools. They are a piece of technology and they need to be run managed used in a certain way so um i I say it like this if i'm not big into construction but let's say i was trying to (laughs) hang a picture on my wall and i'm using a saw (laughs) (laughs) and i'm i'm hammering into the wall with my saw and i'm like you know what this is really frustrating laura i cannot get this nail to go in and you know what saws don't even work Oh. <laughs> nice, oh, nice! Nice story. <laughs> if I had used a hammer, that would have gone a lot easier. So we just need to learn learn to use the tool the correct way, the most effective way for ourselves. And the reason I do this work, that I host the Dates and Mates podcast, that I wrote this book, is because I know that that information there's there's information out there, but a lot of people don't know what to do don't know who to listen to or how to design their dating profile or how to uh, impact the algorithm with the 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 way that they use the app in general dating is a set of learned skills so we have to be willing to build those skills and of course i have tips on how to strategically impact the algorithm or design the dating profile like it sounds like the person that you just mentioned has a profile problem mm. and and that's honestly like the easiest thing to fix. It's just new photos, uh, a catchy bio and then we can talk about the strategy and the activity to get that
1: person more messages. Okay, let's say we've really taken a lot of time and effort. we've got what we think are really killer photos. we've got a great write-up. Should we be devoting a certain amount of time per night per week? Uh, what would you suggest? I think that's a good idea. So, the other thing that has changed
2: so dramatically since I began doing this work is the speed of dating. You've probably experienced this too. And, and really, it's not just the speed of dating, it's the speed of all of our communication. Like, the average text receives a response within 90 seconds, which blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is all of all texts, like, this is text yeah. from your your daughter this is text from your best friend this text from your boss so sure 90 seconds is short but what it's doing is it's impacting people's expectations around communication yeah and so if you have a dating app that you're kind of set it and forget it and you haven't checked in a week or two it's going to be a lot harder to revive dead threads of conversation
3: mm-hmm. than
2: if you were responding immediately. Like I, I used to, when sites were more a thing than apps, They a lot of them used to have the online now feature. And that was one of my like secret weapons, Even even back in the early days of online dating. Because if someone was a captive audience and online at that moment, In the mindset of I'm looking to meet someone right now in this moment, the chances of that connection moving forward were much greater than if a message sat there
1: for more than a week.
2: And the longer it goes, the less uh, chance that that that's going to materialize into a real meetup.
1: As you're talking, I'm thinking about everything I've been doing wrong, because to me, it's like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm online on a Saturday night at 930 p.m. Do you know what I mean? It's like maybe part of this is sort of the lingering traditional way I was brought up where, you know, women, you want to play hard to get. You don't want them to know that you've got zero options. Well, I just want to acknowledge, first of
2: all, you even saying that aloud it takes a lot of courage. So, <laughs> yeah, no it does. It does. Yay. Um, yes. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners relate to that. Uh that's the rules myth talking for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we have been told a lot of rules that maybe were true at one point but are not necessarily true because we've changed so many of the other factors. Like you don't get to change one element of, you know, one of the the numbers that you plug into the equation and have the result end up being the same. We've changed so much from technology to uh, gender equality to adjust the availability of different uh, of options outside of our local community. And like I was saying, the expansion of our dating pool to anyone in the world. There's been so many changes even around around age and dating. I mean... You look at the belief system uh, a generation ago and we as a society, we don't even support older people, even dating like your relationship ended and that may just be it for you. And so what we do is we fill our lives with things that give us joy. And I talk about this in the book, how I was so married to my job and the harder I loved my job, the more I got back from it. So you put more in and then you get more in return in that area and the other areas atrophy. And so that's, I would say, for older singles that, that take my courses and do my programs and coaching, that is one of the bigger challenges. When you have been living your life and practicing your life in a certain way or if you've been single for a long time and you've built your life the way you like it. Yeah. And I totally get that. But if you also want a relationship, there has to be enough space for someone new to come in and for some of those routines to change.
3: Hi, Laura. This is Dee, Dee in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am in my early 50s and I started going gray when I was 20. And I've always colored my hair. It just makes me look and feel younger. And I definitely think it helps me to stay ahead of the game in my career. And definitely gives me an edge in the dating world. No doubt about it. So yeah, I listen to Dating While Gray, but I will not be gray anytime soon. That's it. Bye.
1: For anyone who's hesitant to jump into the dating pool or who have they've jumped in and it's like, get me out of here. How do we keep going? How do we start? How do we keep going? (laughs) It's a common response, Laura.
2: Like, "Ah, I jumped in. It's too cold. Get me out. You don't have to jump in. You can just put your toe in first. Whatever is comfortable to you, but you've really got to start with clarity. That's why I began the book with the mindset phase, because we can waste a lot of time and emotional energy when we're like, what am I even doing here? I don't know about dating apps. This feels weird. This is new. This is different. And if you haven't made the decision that you're going to try this for a certain period of time, like people, I would always ask people before, have you tried online dating? And I would hear, oh, yeah, I did it, you know, for two weeks. Well, two weeks isn't enough time, you know, to really see the results. The algorithm is just barely getting to know you and then you're already off the app. So commit to trying something new, for, to doing something differently for a set period of time, and then reevaluate, track, review, adjust, implement, leap. <laughs> see what needs to shift in your dating experience or if you want to take a pause on dating altogether i do also say that it's not always your season to find love just whatever you're choosing choose it
1: fully choose it mindfully and be right where you're at at that moment i like that choose it fully choose it mindfully so thank you for that (laughs) i know it's overwhelming but just day by day laura day by day day by day shout out to godspell That's Demona Hoffman, dating coach and author of F the Fairy Tale, Rewrite the Dating Myths and Live Your Own Love Story. Thanks, Demona. I guess I need to stop dreaming about shortcuts. Thanks also to the listeners who share their experiences. That's it for this episode, but there is so much more to dig into about making and keeping romantic connections on your own terms. And what's with all the scammers anyway? So stick with us. We'll explore much more as 2024 unfolds. Dating While Grey's audio production and mix is by Steve Lack Audio. Theme music by Dee Peterschmidt. Please like and follow Dating While Grey wherever you get podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, leave a review, letting everyone know what you love about us. For more on the show, check out datingwellgray.com. That's where you can find the Dating Well Grey archive of episodes. You can also find links to send me questions, comments, tips, and true stories through email and voicemail. You know I love hearing from you. While you're there, sign up for the free Dating Well gray e-newsletter delivered every Friday to your inbox. That's datingwellgrey.com. I'm Laura Stasi. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.